Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Motherfucking mini-episode. Mini-episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal mini episode of My Mama Told Me. That's right, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listeners, have at home. That's right, motherfuckers. It is time to talk to the people about the shit that the people care about. I don't know. What's on y'all mind? I do all the the hard labor on, on the Tuesday episode. This is this is just me getting to chat with the, the real folks at home. The real blue-collar conspiracy theorists, you know? <laughs> the conspiracy theorists who are in the coal mines, sucking up all that black air, that soot. I want to hear from you. I want to shake hands in a burger restaurant while people take pictures and say, ah, he's a good, he seems like he'd be a good candidate. He's a good candidate for conspiracy theory president. That's, that's what this is all about. And, and today I was actually sent a message. This is exciting. This, this maybe, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say, but I, I think this may be a message from my youngest listener so far. Certainly, he certainly is on the border of it. He, he He's a young man by the name of Destin who sent me a message and he, he's very uh, he made a point of of explaining that he while and he does. He sounds like a grown fucking man, but apparently he's 15 years old and he sent me a message about something that he and his family have started to believe. So I'll play it for you now. Hey, Langston. I'm a 15 year old black male that gets offered beers pretty often because I look and sound a lot older than I actually am. I'm adopted by two white parents, which is very crucial to what I'm about to tell you. I have a theory that self-checkout scanners are racist because on Uh-oh. more than one occasion, the scanners said I was stealing. 
I went with my dad to pick up some groceries. We went to the self-checkout area. He scanned most of the items, and I wanted to be helpful, so I did the same, and it sent out for him and said I was stealing. Mm. Another time, I went with my mom to pick up groceries. She scanned the milk. I scanned one of my curl conditioners, and then alerted an employee I was stealing. So we moved down to a different self-checkout scanner. I attempted to scan it once again, and this time, it didn't even let me scan it. Got it just had another ass. alarm, and immediately showed camera footage of me. <laughs> my mom took the conditioner out of my hand, scanned it, and everything turned off and was just fine. We were actually a big fan of your podcast, and this actually did happen to me, so we thought it would be kind of interesting and fun to send this in. All right. Thank you, Langston. Hell yeah. Well, well, thank you, Destin, uh, for, I guess, and, and Destin's parents for, I guess, exposing this young man to something hugely inappropriate for a 15-year-old to listen to. But I'm honored. It, it, I moved all the same. I'll do my best to cuss less in this particular episode as it is targeted directly at a child. That said, you know, it, it's a complicated issue you're, you're posing here that self-checkouts might be racist. First off, I believe you. Let, let's start there. Let's let's start right at the nitty gritty. I believe you. Now, I will say you're fucking up by mixing white milk with black hair care products. You know what I mean? You, you got to I think at the self checkout, you got to do it with a certain type of uh, of slow rhythm. There's a dance here. You don't you don't mix and match with with <laughs> dairy products and and fucking S curl. You know what I mean? You, you got to you got to put something in between there what's what's something that that mixed motherfuckers like uh frosted mini wheats put some <laughs> lots of sugar but but still good for you put that in between the two and maybe that'll help uh help the self checkout register the differences in in what's being posed so so destin i i'm i'm being silly i'm being a little facetious but i do i did take the time to dig into some of what you're saying. And as it turns out, based on the research that I compiled, and remember, I'm an idiot, but the research that I compiled does suggest that there might, in fact, be, you might be right about this technology being racist. Now, to be clear, I don't think that the computers themselves have some deep preference for like white hands scanning stuff versus uh, cocoa hand scanning stuff. I, I don't think it's that complicated, but I do think that the people who are programming these computers, they, they're teaching their computers to register big old black man hands as a potential threat. And I'll, I'll, let's walk this back a little bit so that we can really earn some of this positioning, right? We've all long understood the self-checkout as a place for potential theft and, and or tomfoolery. Let's say that. Right. I think that's a that's a well-known thing. In fact, it, it, you know what? It's, it's like them brown outdoor bitches say in Game of Thrones. It is known that you can steal from the self-checkout. In fact, there's an article that came out in 2018 in The Atlantic titled The Banana Trick and Other Acts of Self-Checkout. Thievery. A journalist basically documents the various methods many people use to steal from self-checkout, covering up the barcode stickers with less expensive items, moving the stuff into bags without scanning them during the, the checkout process. Basically, I guess you would scan something and then slip something in. And because the weight isn't hugely noticeable, you're able to get an additional item in there. And then most famously, scan Scanning something that isn't bananas as bananas to pay way less for it. That's the banana trick, right? 
bananas cost whatever it is, a nickel for a, a, a bushel. I don't know how much bananas cost. I'm I'm not a man of the people anymore. I'm not I'm not up on on the, the price of bananas, but they're very inexpensive. And if you are able to sort of match the weight of the bananas, you're probably able to get something like steak for way cheaper than you thought you would. That said, a 2015 study showed that after auditing one million self-checkout transactions over a course of a year, totaling $21 million in sales, they found that nearly eight $150,000 worth of goods left the store without being scanned and paid for. That's a lot of fucking money. They acknowledged that the ease of theft is encouraging people who are less likely to steal to do so, so much so that grocery stores are becoming increasingly less inclined to punish people who are caught doing minor shoplifting. That's right. You're hearing this correctly. They are saying in this article, and remember, this is written in, in the white man's text. So take it with a grain of salt. But they are saying that grocery stores have now, they're, they're putting less effort into charging people when they're caught stealing minor shit because it is happening so often. In fact, in 2012, the Dallas Police Department enacted a new policy. Officers would no longer routinely re respond to shoplifting calls for boosts amounting to less than $50. In 2015, they raised that to $100. But the point is that if you were stealing under that amount, the Dallas police are claiming they're not even going to show up to deal with this shit. It just is what it is. The store will deal with it as they need to, which you could sit back and think, oh, that's amazing, right? You could sit here and go, that's that's fucking sweet. I'm less likely to do a life sen sentence for smuggling Pop-Tarts. Progress. However, I think and this is important here, Destin. I think it's a little more telling in how much money these corporations, these giant corporations are saving by eliminating their human workforce that they would rather lose up to 20% of us or, or rather allow 20% of us steal from robots. They would rather that than have to pay more people a living wage. Do you understand what I'm saying? They, they know we're stealing. And they think paying human beings is a greater theft. So they let it live. They let it go. They would rather motherfuckers just steal little items than have to pay us uh, an amount to survive. Uh, the amount that that humans need, because they know that having a person at a register is far more expensive than whatever Pop-Tarts you can take. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. 
change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Now to the larger issue, Destin, the, the question you're posing, I looked up whether there are, in fact, cameras in these self-checkout machines. And as it turns out, there are not only cameras in some of these machines, but they are currently working on patents, right? Patents and tech to make them identify thieves before they're even able to complete the act of stealing. That's right. They're, they're on some, some minority report shit. You know what I mean? Full minority report shit. But instead of some white ladies in bathwater telling you the fake future, they can make the computers do it for them. There's, in fact, self-checkout maker, the original, I guess, self-checkout maker, Toshiba. Global Com- Commerce Solutions has filed a patent application for a system that would scrutinize your facial expressions to determine if you're stealing, planning to steal, or even just thinking about stealing. You know, they be basically are claiming they'd be able to scan for micro expressions and small tells to identify thieves. And if you know anything about the way that technological advancements work, certainly in this country, but around the world globally, I'm sure, they don't start with niggas as the template. Do you know what I mean? They don't start with black people. They're not figuring out how to be sensitive to our personal facial expressions or our our rhythms and tics. They ain't using us as a standard. And that's that's true across the board. Cameras weren't invented to be able to document black skin. They were invented to be able to document white skin. And then we had to introduce all kinds of lights and filaments and and different uh, lenses so that we could begin to see ourselves in film the same way way that white people are able to see themselves. And the same is probably true for this advancement, quote unquote, with these self-checkouts. In any, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to be able to look and see if you're having a bad day or if you're stealing Mentos. They're going to see a scowl on a black man's face and they're going to sound the alarm. And much 
even more sort of concerning in some of the things that they're talking about. This isn't some far off technology. This isn't like like some shit that's like 10, 15, 20 years down the line. In fact, a recent TikTok pu- published in October of this year from a Walmart employee named uh, Rajan Allen. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say Rajan's name, although he published it and he put it all over the goddamn Internet. So Rajan, I assume, has already been fired. Poor brother. But that said, Rajan Allen posted a TikTok where he warned people to stop stealing from the self-checkout at Walmart because he said this they have advanced their technology to now track people who make any sudden movements, replacements, or behavioral changes at the self-checkout counter. And they project those those changes and, and that person onto a big screen overhead, basically to air them out in front of the entire Walmart community. What a community it is, you know? We all want to be in the Walmart family. But that said, they're, they're basically, they're able already to, to decide ahead of time that you pose a threat, even if you are not, in fact, doing something threatening. So in all likelihood, Destin, when your parents are sitting there with their, their gorgeous white hands, beautiful white hands. Oh, we love, a, we love their white hands. When your white parents are, are checking things out with their white hands and then suddenly your big ass black hand gets in there. Well, buddy. These self-checkout monitors are—they're going crazy. They're—they're they're sounding the alarm. They're—they're—they're they're, they're buzzing whistles. You know, they're doing everything because you represent an unexpected shift in what they thought was a normal progression in this self-checkout. You—you, you, I know you said you're helping, but you are not helping. You're going to jail, bitch. And that—and <laughs> that unfortunately is the way that all of this consumerism and capitalism is built. They don't want to have to pay people to actually do the labor and figure out who's stealing and who isn't. They're just going to treat you like a criminal and come down on you as quickly as possible. So, so Destin, this self-checkout, as far as I'm concerned, is extremely racist. And if I were you, I'd just sit back and let those white people do the labor for you. Treat it like that. Stop looking at this as, as, as anything other than a chance. <laughs> to let white people do the hard work for you. You've got personal shoppers and they happen to be too old or white people. Stop trying to involve yourself because it's only going to get you in trouble. Just let your personal shoppers and or parents do it for you. That's that's where I'm at with it, Destin. And I apologize to Destin's parents for, for equating them to or belittling them, I guess, reducing them to personal shoppers. But that's that's the America we live in, folks, you know. Move Destin somewhere else where uh, where the machines aren't calibrated to yell out nigga just because he wants to buy some S girl, you know, and then then we can talk anyway. If you like Destin want to send me messages of about other technologies you think are secretly racist, I'd, I'd love to hear from you and I'd love for you to send it to my mama pod at Gmail dot com. And, and please, folks. Follow the podcast, uh, like it, subscribe to it, do the things that that you're meant to do. Write write the comments. We 
We'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to, to hear your thoughts, your critiques of the show and send me those messages. And if you happen to live in Los Angeles, I've started a monthly show. And the, the monthly show honestly is happening uh, the day out before this is released. So I should have announced it a long time ago. But I think our next one's in December. And I would love for you guys to, to come out to the monthly show. It happens at Hotel Cafe and you can track everything through my Instagram and or Twitter. Anyway, okay, I've, I've covered everything. I've said all I need to say. Bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.